Hello and welcome back to the Muscle Engineering Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Sotek Andre, and this is episode 45. And this will be yet another update um, with Abel on our coronavirus life, basically. So in this one, we go through some updates uh, on what's going on in our respective countries. We give our thoughts on people's reactions and, you know, on the whole lockdown situation, how sustainable that is. And then we also go through our own workouts, um, our workout routines, the equipment we have, basically, and, you know, give some suggestions to what you should perhaps invest in if you want to do some productive workouts at home. This will be another one of those free-flowing conversations. I won't have timestamps or anything like that. It's just, you know, us chatting about life during the lockdown. So enjoy. All right, everybody. And I'm here again with Sotak Andrash slash Andre. So how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Just like I, I told you, I just finished a pool workout, which is good. So right now I'm, you know, I have endorphins rushing all over my body. I My arms are nice and pumped. I'm, I'm enjoying the protein shake. So all is good. Awesome. So uh, maybe let's start with that. Just um, how you're holding up with the whole situation. How is your mindset? I don't know. Just uh, feel free to blab around anything that you can think of. Um. You know, I'm quite good, actually. Uh, like I said to you a couple of days ago, I my biggest burden, I guess, has been relieved somewhat um, insofar as I've been able to negotiate with my um, apartment owner, basically. And he agreed to, you know, lower the rent for this time period, which apparently is not common. I would have imagined that, you know, everyone would have the decency to, you know, lower the rent given that most people are out of jobs but it seems that not not everyone it seems that some people are, are trying to make money or trying to get rich off of the back of some less fortunate uh, people so so yeah that's been a good news for me so i i guess that was my, that was my biggest worry but other than that i'm good like um i have some very heavy dumbbells i have adjustable dumbbells um, I have plates. Like I said, I uh, I found a place close to my apartment because we had some pretty severe lockdown rules in force, so we, we are not really able to go far. You are technically allowed to go outside, which to my surprise is also not common or not obvious mm. to everyone because I've, I've been receiving some criticisms that I go out for walks, but those walks have been keeping me sane mentally, which I, I'm sure we will touch on later. So yeah, I'm... I think everyone, everything is good. It's just, you know, the financial side is a bit concerning that, um, for the foreseeable future, unless I somehow manage to uh, acquire a significant number of online clients, which might happen, but it's not very likely. I will be living basically off of some government um, help. So Right, yeah. Um, for me, it's been interesting. So I would say that as of the last couple of days, my mindset has been okay. So since we talked the last time, I went through a bit of a phase shift where I had those times when my mood was just really up and down. And sometimes I would just end up thinking about the situation that we are in and I would just get really down and my I could see my mood just getting worse and worse. And sometimes I was actually concerned that if it continues like this, I will be a total wreck emotionally, mentally in in no time really. And I would say that now I've gotten to the point where I've sort of through that phase where I was still catching myself just waking up in the morning or just going about my day and having these moments where I would think that, man, is, is this really happening or is this just some shitty nightmare? Like, is something... As, is something as absurd as this actually going on? And um, I was still sort of not, not believing what's actually happening and was still waiting for someone to just say that, okay, okay, guys, we've got this whole thing wrong. All those people who, whatever, died from the corona are actually just some really rare heart attacks, which just statistically happen to happen now, but nothing's really going on. Let's just go back to normal life. Um, and by now, I would say I actually 
came to terms with the fact that this is really happening. It's not a nightmare. And I've kind of accepted it. And now I actually started to actively work towards making the most out of this situation, which, of course, I always knew that that is the way to go about it. You have to try to get the best out of any kind of shitty situation that you're stuck in. But practice is sometimes different than theory in that regard. Yeah, you know, there is this quote which I love, which says that uh, in theory, there is no difference between theory and practice. In practice, there is (laughs) something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, I'm glad to say that today I had my first official quarantine workout at home, which is another thing that I guess we will talk about. But that's also been another thing. And um, I listened back our previous podcast that we recorded on this. And they are actually phrased it really well. I think that it's really just a mindset thing to make these home workouts viable because they can really be viable and they can be productive. It's just you have to get into the mindset where you're not thinking about the fact that, oh man, just a week ago I had access to this gym and progress was so good and if I had those machines and weights then I could make my workout so much better and now I have to do this other bullshit. Everybody knows that that is the right thing to do to not dwell on this and just get into the workouts and make work what you can do at home but it's just a mindset shift that sometimes is just really challenging to do in practice. And now I think I just needed some time, like I also mentioned in the previous podcast, to kind of reset my mindset where, okay, it is what it is. I can still make do productive workouts at home, so let's just get to it. And I don't know, 10 days after our first episode or something, finally I got to actually do it today. And I was really pleasantly surprised how productive it was. Uh, so that's... I don't know, we can get into all of these things in more detail, but that's kind of mm. the summary of what's been going on with me. Oh, very good, very good. So you actually did did do actually what you said in your previous podcast that you would, which is that you would need a week just to cope with the idea that this you would actually have to do this. Because, you know, some people, like you said yourself, they were they still have this idea that this is some very short-lived temporary stuff and, you know, I've had some people, I sent them uh, links to some adjustable dumbbells, uh, which were very, very fairly priced a couple of weeks ago. And they were like, why would I buy dumbbells for two weeks? And I was like, what two weeks? Well, this is going to be a two-week thing. Really? And now two weeks in, they still say that, oh, two more weeks and it's going to be done. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, you really, you really are like, I don't know what what should I call them, naive, delusional, living in denial, I don't know. Yeah, and I I mean, we chatted about this a bunch in private, but I really think that the people that I, at this point, I just termed them the stay-at-home Nazis, <laughs> the, <laughs> which, don't get me wrong, I also think that staying at home as much as possible is the right thing to do. That's what I would advise to anyone. I'm also doing that myself, but you know, the people that will message you when you go outside for a walk on your own, they're not even close to people and they're telling you that you should just stay at home. Yeah. I really think that a good number of those people are actually just thinking that this will be over in two weeks and then we will go back to normal life. The reality is it will be not over in two weeks. And we quite frankly just don't know when this is going to be over. So um, yeah, I think you kind of have to get into a mindset where... We don't know how long this is going to last, so let's just kind of start living as if this is going to last for a long time and set up the conditions so that even if it does last for a very long time, you won't go insane and you can... Some aspects of this are, of Mm. course, somewhat beyond our control or very much beyond our control, like the financial implications. But, you know, things like workouts and whatever, I mean, I'm going to incrementally start investing into more and more stuff so that, you know, I can have as productive workouts at home as possible yeah so. yeah so i don't think i told you this but if, even last night my ex-girlfriend you know she posted something and i messaged her that you know you are still allowed to go out for a walk and she was like well you know better safe than sorry and the more we stay inside the sooner this is gonna end and i just couldn't resist and i was like what do you mean the sooner we stay inside the or the more we stay inside the sooner it's gonna end like, if you think you can handle maybe potentially five, six months of not going out at all, God bless. But she was like, well, uh, if we all stay inside, I don't think this is going to last five months. And I was like, how exactly do you imagine that staying inside is going to actually get rid of it? Now, flatten the curve, I understand. Uh, reducing the number of infected people at the same time, I understand. 
but how exactly is this gonna get rid of it or how exactly is this gonna cure it because that's what these people think like they are not i swear to you they have no idea about the epidemiology of it like i'm not saying i'm expert but i listened to many 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 hours uh, of content from experts who all say that this is basically a band-aid we are trying to band-aid the solution until we get some sort of actual um yeah treatment or you know a vaccine which is gonna probably take us 12 to 18 months like staying inside is not going to cure it like i don't know how like i said this to her like listen you know how this is gonna cure it if everyone stays inside and she was like right correct no like you don't understand everyone literally the whole fucking planet that means no truck drivers no police officers no one everyone stays inside no contact yeah. with no one so that means everyone who is sick is gonna die everyone who has already got it is either gonna die or it's gonna get well like that's the solution seven billion or eight billion people however many we are we all have to stay isolated like good luck with that there is there's your solution it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that that's kind of the um the thing that is frustrating about this whole thing is that yes if we all stayed inside then yeah in four weeks we could burn this whole thing out completely but that's not happening and what is actually happening is that we are sort of locked down but sort of not so it's kind of still spreading it's just spreading slower so we're kind of just dragging this whole thing out even more which is obviously the right thing to do from an ethical perspective um for now at least that i will say and obviously probably it is beyond our expertise or scope to go into this in very big detail but i mean if this goes on for too long like we've talked about in private and probably how most people know it's just going to wreck the economy so much that i mean the total net loss in people's well-being probably quality of life and maybe eventually actual deaths is is going to get even worse if we just keep on this lockdown for too long because people are gonna get insane people are gonna lose jobs and it, it's gonna destroy the world even more so than you know if we were to not do the lockdown and a lot of people die from the corona so it's it's really messed up yeah i've already seen uh, sent you a clip of, of some romanian guy who <laughs> climbed onto the roof and he was yelling that you know he, he's been inside for two weeks he has no food the government locked us in but uh, who's gonna provide us with money to buy food i don't have any money i had to borrow you know some potatoes from the from the neighbors and that sort of stuff and that's after two weeks and that's whatever one person but i can guarantee you that if this thing lasts for like two three four five six months um there's going to be a large number of people who's going to say the same and i don't know like like i I think we discussed this that is probably i think i said this to you that it's not really helpful to even think about that because who knows it's so unpredictable like it might happen that you know four weeks from now there's some sort of medicine combination that uh, you know a combination of different drugs and stuff and antiviral treatments and this and that and it turns out that it actually works and it's relatively you know low risk and we can actually start administering it but i I was thinking that even if that happened you will need months to be able to manufacture sufficient uh, quantity of them you know like it's probably gonna take three to six months just to get the med- uh, the medication around for everyone yeah yeah like it is um exactly kind of the the mindset that i think everybody should be getting into and that's i think something that's been helpful for me in getting over this hump and really getting down mentally is just not thinking too far ahead because there's really a range of outcomes. It could be that in a month or two, things are gonna be not like they were before, but they will be drastically better than they are now. And then there's also the possibility that it's really going to be a year or a year and a half of hell. You know, that anticipation and just waiting and and anxiously thinking about the options, I think that just does absolutely no good for anyone. It just drives people insane. So it's kind of, there is value in just taking it one day at a time, each day, try to make things a little bit better for yourself, try to accommodate for this new way of living, don't ponder the past, how good things were before this, don't think about how long things are going to be shitty, just 
you know, look at what the closest thing ahead of you is that you can improve a little bit. And that I think that's the only way to stay sane, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shared a very good quote from James Clear yesterday. It was about winning the day, you know, not focusing on, on things way ahead of you. Just focus on what's ahead of you that particular day. Do the best you can that particular day and, you know, wake up the next day and do the same again. And, you know, the thing that really annoys me is these messages I'm receiving is people have this idea that I'm some sort of clueless, you know, reckless, um, careless um, individual that I have no idea what's going on and I'm, I'm just going on and about like some sort of uh, girl from, from college. She was like, don't be silly. Why do you have to go out? Just train inside or something like that. They don't understand that I go outside to clear my head exactly because I understand yeah. that I'm, I'm much more pessimistic about this situation than you guys are like i go ahead and walk still because i try to establish some sort of routine that i can sustain for six months if needed like the way most the, the people you're referring to the way they are approaching their lifestyles right now is like the, they approach their diets <laughs> they are prepared to diet for two weeks that's it like i'm just gonna all carbs are out no chocolate no this no that i'm gonna crush it for 14 days and then what's going to happen yeah you're going to binge and you're going to regain all the way you've lost and some more because you're an idiot this is how greg Doucette would say it <laughs> but seriously but seriously like uh, this is what i tell them like do you really think you can sustain this for six months and then they respond what six months it's not going to last six months and i'm like oh god geez okay whatever so what i do what i do right now is i just send them that uh uh, article I also sent to you. Yeah, we should probably link that in the description and uh, let's just... Or maybe not. <laughs> yeah, so the article is called We Are Not Going Back to Normal and maybe let's... Like, I, I said this to everyone. I hope I'm wrong. Believe me, like, the people who message me, I know, like, even my ex-girlfriend, she works from home. I know what's her job. She can and I'm sure she works from home. She probably still makes the same income. Like, I am the one who has lost all of his revenue, basically. I am the one who, who, whose life was interrupted in the fucking best time of the year. It's March. This is the most, ask any person a trainer, January in the US, but over here in Romania, it's March. It's April. It's May. Those are the best months. That's when people are starting to, to you know, go, go to the gym. That's when they start thinking about their summer bodies. That's when they start paying for personal trainers. I had a full, uh, my schedule was full. Like I had 10 clients or something like that. Like I was living the, the life, you know, I was so happy that, you know, business is going up and this and that, and everything just went out the window. <laughs> like I'm not somehow, yeah. you know, being careless and I'm, I'm getting these checks in the mail. I'm living like a king, you know, I'm trying to, like you said yourself, I'm trying to establish some sort of routine and some sort of normalcy in my life so I can, you know, I don't start having suicidal thoughts for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, I also, I also think that some of the people that are writing about this and that are talking about this, sometimes I see a bit of, it's almost like they're trying to bid against each other in who can be more negative about this whole thing, which I think is kind of serving no purpose. But at the same time, yes, uh, I think, um, you know, these people that are the most vocal about just, just stay at home, don't be a dick and all of those things. I just hope that they don't have the mindset that this is going to be over in two weeks because they are going to crash so badly when they find out that, um, I don't know, think things are far from being over after two weeks or even four weeks or something. So, mm. yeah, but don't get me wrong. I, I also hate the people who just spread incorrect information like just this morning i posted some graphics because i was watching mike bisping who who by the way has been very responsible with his messages um his podcast and uh, believe you me and he had uh, chair sonnen on chair said that uh, nine out of ten doctors agree that the uh, coronavirus is like the flu except it's weaker than the flu and i was like uh nope actually nine out of ten doctors agree that it's way more deadly way deadlier than the than the flu like at least a multiple of 10 like it's at least 10 times more deadly like 
the fatality rate is 0.1% for the flu on average. Like for coronavirus, it's at least a percent. And I've seen, you know, as high as three to 4% in certain populations. It's of course in the elderly is much higher. Like, of course we might, this is not finished yet. It could very well happen that we find out that the number of people who have recovered is far higher. So that would drop the mortality rate. But as we stand right now, that information was just factually incorrect. So that's one. And the other are the these conspiracy theorist idiots, you know, which maybe you can uh, chime in as well, because I'm sure I'm, I know that you've been reading some of that stuff as well. And you can probably emphasize, empathize with the people who, you know, fall prey to these uh, these ideas, especially if they pro- maybe they are not the most scientifically minded people, you know. They are not really well versed. Maybe they don't, uh, especially here in Romania, the people who don't know English, they can't listen to, you know, these podcasts that I've been listening to with, you know, worldwide experts. So they are stuck with either Romanian articles or these, these, uh, I've, se- I've even seen like videos with, I shit you not, with Romanian subtitles for English videos, which do not say what the video says. <laughs> like blatantly false information, yeah. And I've seen some clips in German. Now I don't know German, but I can only imagine that it's the same has been done. Like, like I would, if there is one advice I could give to everyone, and I've said this to you know friends and stuff, please for the for Pete's sake, just just follow the authorities. You know, stick to official sources. You know. Follow the WHO recommendations, follow the CDC if you're in the US, the NHS if you're in the UK, the, you know, Romanian government uh, uh, updates if you're in Romanian, that sort of stuff, because they are much more likely to be right than some random person on Facebook, you know? And hey, that includes me, so (laughs) feel free to ignore what I'm saying, but uh, what I've been saying is just, you know, stuff I've been... uh, hearing from experts who who are there at the forefront of this sort of stuff so yeah yeah and, and i think my most kind of uh, productive recommendation is sort of what i just said before is i've sort of gotten into the mindset these past couple of days where i just try to just not read up on this too much anymore because at the end of the day i cannot influence it and it's just unlikely that I will come across some incredibly good news for a while. And I think my time is better spent on kind of spending that energy on making my environment more livable and my internal environment as well. So my mindset more productive or more conducive to getting through this in in good good spirits. So uh, I, I think... In a way, I think uh, this has been the difference now compared to earlier kind of pandemics or just big crises type things that struck us like in 2008, 2009 or 2007 to 2009. We had a couple of stuff we dealt with like the um, uh, economical crisis. Uh, Before that, there was the HN1N thing. And I think a big part of why I don't recall experiencing a lot of panic over that and, and the people around me as well is because there just wasn't social media uh, we didn't have access to the internet at all times, and we just didn't think about it that much. And um, I think there's the might be something to that now as well. Um, it's it's important to be aware of kind of the best recommendations, and of course mm. that that is important to be informed about those things. But really, what's what good is it gonna serve if we just read about this all the time? Which is what I've been doing up until like just one or two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying that, you know, many people probably do the same. And especially, like I said, if they are, you know, maybe even conspiracy theory minded, they see these articles, one of which I shared yesterday that is incorrect, you know, that the the virus just stays in your throat for four days. And if you just gargle with some, you know, hot water and salt, then it's going to kill the virus. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, people like think, use your brains, God damn it. Do you really think that people, the, every every scientist who who is competent would work on a vaccine or some sort of medication if it was that simple? Like, or do you really believe that every single doctor on the whole fucking planet is in some sort of secret conspiracy, and they are not telling you the the, the cure? Like, 
come on, like, which is the more obvious answer? That this is actually something we haven't encountered and don't have any way to stop it for now or the former <laughs> situation? Yeah, yeah. Um, so do we want to touch a bit on the workout side of things? Um because you started with those earlier than I did. And it was actually inspiring for me to see that mm. you were consistent and diligent with those uh, from the get-go pretty much. So maybe you could start with what you've been doing because I, from what I've seen, you've made it work for yourself quite well. Yeah, so I think I said this in the earlier podcast as well, but we decided to close the gym. I think it was on the 14th of uh, of March, 15th, uh, so Sunday evening. And on Monday, on the 16th, I first thing I did was just go to the gym. I knew we, I knew we had some, some of these adjustable dumbbells with, the, you know, the screws and stuff, the old, old school uh, iron uh, plates, which I knew no one was using. So I, I brought this home. We had also this huge dumbbell with some very, very big plates. Uh, I think it goes up to like 65 kilos, 70 kilos, something like that. It's just one arm, but hey, you can make it work. So I brought those home. And then secretly we were allowed, not in the first week, but in the second week, we were allowed by the owner to know, you know, go to the gym a couple of times a week. So I basically was doing home workouts and some gym stuff, which would have been lovely to be able to to maintain. But now that there is this government, uh, you know, lockdown, basically you're not allowed. I think, I guess, they're semantically speaking, I could still, I mean, if I have the key, like, this is something I don't understand. Like, I said this to the owner, like, he is the owner of the gym, right? The gym is closed. There's no one there. Why can't he, for example, go to his own gym, train, and go home? Yeah. Like, you know, even if, especially if he goes with his car, he doesn't meet anyone. He goes inside. It's his property. It's like going home, you know. You train, you leave. No one's harmed. Like, I just don't understand. It's just, you know, it's just silliness. So whatever. Um, so that's what I'm saying. That technically I live, you know, around ten minutes from the gym. If I was to go, you know, alone, if the police was to stop me, technically I could see, still say to them, "Listen, I'm coming to, you know, train on my own." The government guidelines say that you are still allowed uh, to train on your own. I have a key. There's no one there. I could train, but maybe. What they would do instead is just give me a fine <laughs> or even worse, give a fine to the gym because they allowed this. So it's not something uh, I want to risk at all. So I just stay home. So I have been doing home workouts um, like I posted on my on my stories first week where, it was, where it's become. So basically the week of the 23rd of March when it became obvious that <laughs> gym days are gone. For the foreseeable future, I uh, I started, you know, actually putting a routine together. Um, I thought of some exercises to do. And the only regret I have, honestly, is that I br- didn't bring uh, an adjustable bench home. Because I, I, I basically had the, the option to bring anything I wanted. <laughs> anything I could move and anything I, I could fit in my apartment. Which obviously is not a whole lot because I don't have a lot of space. But uh, I said this to you that we we gave the options to people if you want to rent some equipment, you know, some dumbbells, some bars, that sort of stuff, they can. Anyway, so I said to the owner that, you know, people don't um, don't live or whatever, how do you say, you don't, they don't uh, make good use of the opportunity and the benches are still there, I will bring one home. That would be a big, uh, big upgrade because... Honestly, the hardest thing, it's been lower back fatigue. Like, pretty much everything I do is tiring for my lower back. Like, push days, if I do standing uh, dumbbell presses, which I do on one of the days, your lower back gets hit. If I do um, back stuff, lower back gets hit because I have to do dumbbell rows. Um, on pull day, on a leg day, I mean, if I do single leg deadlifts, lower back gets it. If I do free weight, you know, goblet squats, lower back gets a hit. And it might not be much, but, you know, 
every single day, pretty much. You don't really get a rest. If I do lateral raises, again, I have to do them standing. Like bicep curls, standing. <laughs> so pretty much everything is standing. You know, everything is dumbbell work. Everything is mostly is unilateral work, especially the heavier stuff, because um, I live alone and I don't have anyone to train with. So given that I have, you know, wood flooring, I can't just drop the dumbbells and getting the dumbbells in position for heavy bilateral floor presses would be very hard to impossible i guess i could lift them somehow but lowering them is another now it would be very lovely if i had uh, you know my, my girlfriend was with me then i would be able to <clears throat> do some other workouts as well <laughs> which i guess is a, a, a something we can touch on later because that's another aspect of mental mm-hmm. health that many people are missing out on right now yeah so when i did my workout at home today i actually it was like a rock being lifted off my chest or something or just this burden lifted off my shoulders in that I was kind of getting a bit pessimistic about how I will be able to make this work. But honestly, from what I'm seeing now, I will pretty much be able to train everything pretty damn productively. The only thing uh, that I don't have at home is just somewhere to hang from, so I cannot do pull-ups yet. I just ordered a pull-up bar, so hopefully that will solve it. Uh, but even hamstrings, I, I was able to do some uh, kind of sliding hamstring curls on the floor, <laughs> which is a little bit awkward. I'm still kind of working out how I will be able to do them productively, but but they were challenging. So, I mean, at, at the very least, I will get some sort of stimulus for my hamstrings. For deadlift variations, I don't really ha- have heavy enough weights, even if I do them single leg. It's kind of just not heavy enough, so I will get some more weight plates. But what's been really kind of positive for me is that it really seems like quad training is not going to be an issue because I just tried out some, and I obviously sent you the video, but I tried some kind of hex quads against the the wall or against my door frame. And I, I wanted to use some decent weights with those, but I just tried out doing them body weight and st- kind of placing my foot quite close to to my body so there wasn't a very big angle so it was kind of more resembling a a cc squat by the end of it but i just tried out with body weight and it was hard as hell and i did 12 or 15 reps just with body weight and i mean that was like a legitimate one or maybe two rir and then i tried out doing it with weights just 20 kilos in my hands in total and I could only crank out four so that's that's really good news that I will be able to progress with those for a while split squats which I thought are going to be my one of my big go-tos are just awkward as hell um, which they are they always are because the rear leg it's always kind of difficult to place it and then balance is an issue or you can hold on to something but then you can only hold weights with one hand and then it's not heavy enough so it's it's kind of a pain in the ass so i think i will prioritize these hex squat slash cc squat things more so um and i can also do them like occluded so there are many options there and then um yeah i did some push-ups with a backpack full of weight plates that was a little bit awkward because the backpack was shifting left and right on my back (laughs) i know (laughs) that was that was really annoying i don't know how i will be able to get around that don't do what Um, i did first time which is i loaded up the backpack with a bunch of i put like 20 something kilos and then i just wanted to put it on on one of the one of my arms whatever and you know all of the weight basically shifted to one side and just ripped so yeah don't do that (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, so I don't know, maybe I will try to borrow a bigger backpack, one of those hiking backpacks from someone, and maybe in that one it will be a bit more stable, so I will try to find a way. But now I ordered some heavier or stronger resistance bands, so hopefully I will be able to put them into good use as well. And then um, really the other upper body stuff are really not that not that big of a challenge Um so uh, this will be okay. This will be really okay. I think really all, all that needed is just a bit of a, a mindset shift because really the main di- difference between being in a gym and this is just convenience. In the gym, everything is super, super convenient. And the other thing is, speaking of the mindset stuff, is I think the way in which we approach gym training and just optimizing everything, 
I think from that mm-hmm. to switch into, okay, now I just have these really, really minimal equipment stuff at home and I will make that work, it's really difficult to reconcile those two things. So when you and I are going to the gym and, okay, I have this leg press, I can choose whether I do 150 kilos or 250 kilos, but that's not enough for me. I'm going to further optimize it by putting some bands on it and accommodating resistance and all of that stuff. I mean, we are basically further optimizing the already optimal. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to do split squats at home and just dumbbells. That's going to be good enough. It's just kind of, you know, like either you have to let go of your prior beliefs or prior mindset or you're going to be faced with this, okay, now I might as well not do anything because this, what I have home is just complete shit. But um, I think this is, this is a good lesson. Like really, it's gravity, resistance, you know, the muscles are getting fatigued, you're getting a good workout. It's, uh, you just have to get into the mindset and you're going to be okay. Hey guys, I interrupt the episode to remind you that as much as I love making these episodes, they do not pay the bills coaching does for me. So if you'd be interested in working with me in a one-to-one fashion, I also offer online coaching for a limited number of clients interested in uh, body composition optimization. So if you'd like to lose fat, build muscle, or any combination of the two, then uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me via an email. My email address is always in the description of these episodes and we can chat further from there. I am also available for 30 or 60 minute consultations for people who are not quite ready to invest into a full-on coach just yet. Thank you and let's continue the episode. Yeah, I couldn't agree more and uh, it's really, it really is It's uh, surprising how much I just did a video in Romanian about this that, you know, people, even with minimal equipment, you can get very productive uh, workouts and get a very good stimulus. You just have to use your brain a bit and uh, like you said swallow your ego because hey you might have to do some isometric contractions i've seen especially callum callum raystrick uh, muscle mentors clients he has been programming a bunch of isometric holds like sitting in a deep squat position for a minute it's not convenient it's much easier well, easier. It's much more convenient to you know load up a heavy hex squat and just do eight reps but listen if you want to maintain your gains then that's that's what's going to take or you can yeah. if you have money just buy a bunch of equipment you know do like jeff nipper yeah like we we both left we have to mention like that video was absolutely hilarious like he was like the title says uh how how to upgrade your home workouts or something like that how to Im- how to get more out of your home workout something like that and i was thinking you know um, he would say stuff like, you know, you will fill up a water bottle and use those as weights, you know, you use some sort of backpack. He was like, nah, you know what you do? You buy a squat rack, a bar, a bunch of plates, and you also have a garage that uh, is free and you'll be able to store all this sh- shit. And you buy a bench and you'll be able to train. And that's your home gym. And I'm like, and that's, by the way, that's $3,000. And I'm like, wow, yep. genius. I honestly don't know what he was thinking when he did that video because Jeff is a super nice guy. Like, honestly, he's a humble, kind, like the super nice guy kind of vibe that you get from him in his videos. He actually, I mean, I talked to him like twice, um, but, you know, the second time I was talking to him, he was, he was already this global fitness star kind of person. And I was just like, hey, Abel, nobody. And he's super polite, super humble, a very nice guy. But honestly, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking when he made that video. It's, uh, you know, all these trolling posts that I made on Instagram, like, you know, a simple home gym setup, and it's like $10,000, and, (laughs) you know, tips for home workouts, and this is how you use the leg press and whatever. I mean, basically, he is the person that I modeled that after without knowing it, because he basically did exactly that, just he was serious (laughs) about it. Yeah, of course, it's not really a pick on Jeff. I mean... like believe us if we were in his place like god damn it i would shit if i had his money i would i would have done the same thing a long time ago like i would have bought a home gym just for the sake of it just to you know have it like and especially now like believe me if i had the money i would have been the first person to buy every fucking thing i could get my hands on but it's just not realistic at that point to 
you know use it as a as a way for most people to upgrade yeah. their you know home home workouts when they are living in a smaller apartment but hey speaking of insane amounts i've seen there is this whole instagram thing i don't know if you've seen it with watson gym equipment uh, i've seen it on valentin tambosi's uh, story like apparently they had some sort of cable station and the bench wow. and like 10 dumbbells i think or something like that for like 6600 euros <laughs> yeah and uh I've, I've been reading the comments and uh you know someone said that you know don't you think that this is a bit expensive and they were like well this is for the people who want quality and if you don't the people like you can buy i don't know what the name was probably some sort of cheap uh website <laughs> and basically everyone in the uk fitness scene just got mad like aj morris shared it uh valentin shared it uh i think the muscle mentors guys shared it <laughs> so looks like it's been a bad uh business uh decision from from watson yeah i mean uh it's and and the thing is there are people who i have a client for example who have who has a really nice home gym setup, and he has so he has um, a cable station. He has a leg press, uh, oh. which which can also be used for a hex squatting. He has a leg curl machine. Mm. He has um, like barbells. Obviously, he has rings, I believe, and like you know, basically like a dream home gym for most. Like it's 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 a better setup than Jeff Alberts's mm. um, home gym setup, I think, or similar or better. And I asked him how much he spent on that, and he spent like three thousand uh, euros or something, or maybe pounds. But you know, like you can make really, really good deals. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. nothing. That's a significant investment for most people, but it's not nothing. But yeah, I mean, honestly, the Jeff Nippert video—it's just uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I think it was—it's um, cool to show it. Like I, I decided to invest into this. But Mike Matthews, for example, had a really helpful article. It's like a ten thousand word article where he gave workouts for different type of uh, equipment availability. So this is what you should do if you don't have any equipment. This is what you can do if you have some equipment. This is what you can do if you have just bands or don't have bands but have dumbbells. Um, but didn't assume that someone has a squat rack or or something like that. And it's like, hey guys, this is how you actually uh, can make gains, and this is how you can upgrade your workouts by two thousand dollars worth of stuff. I mean, come on, like that's that's uh, that's that's yeah. Uh, I didn't quite understand, but um, I also we had maybe this is something that would be interesting for the listeners to hear. We had a bit of a back and forth on how we should uh, look to those people who are, you know, who happen to be fortunate to have access to a gym, for example, not even a home gym that they have, but maybe they just got lucky and can go to a gym, (laughs) you know, off opening hours or something like that and can train in a fully equipped gym. And I don't know, maybe this is me being bitter, probably in good part it is, but I have the perspective that if you have access to that, maybe this is not the time to post about that and, and, because, because honestly, if you're, I mean, if you're just a random person who, who is not a fitness professional or an influencer or an educator or something, sure, you know, post what you're doing. I mean, it's it's just like today I went to walk the, walk the dog, or today I went for a ride in my new car or something. But if you're if you're someone who is meant to educate people and give useful information. Now to post about this is how you do a chest-supported, accommodated resistance, Cybex cable row or Nautilus cable row or something like that. It's like you're not going to help anyone because nobody has access to that right now. If you're bragging about it, that's kind of a douchey move. So I think if you have access to something like that, just be happy about it. You, you got lucky. Awesome. And be quiet about it. And I think that's actually a lot of people have been doing that. Like I think Mike Isratel may have access to a gym. I think Eric Helms might have access to the gym as well, probably a lot of other people too, and they actually don't post about it. Um, and I think that's the right thing to do. But um, you had a different perspective or didn't. I don't know what you think. Yeah, so basically what they would do is what I would do if you know we didn't have this government thing. But listen, I'm sure it's not going to last. Like Unless that gym is literally in their backyard, they probably at some point i imagine that like the stuff that we have it's pretty much at a european level like 
the what Romania does is pretty much what every European country does. Now I know in the U.S., U.S. Trump is an idiot. Like this is no surprise. Like they have literally the highest number of uh, infected people, like the highest number of cases. You know, that's why you know people like Mike, for example, if he has, let's say, he has access to a gym, he is still able to go out. Like shit, I would have an access as well. I have the key in my back pocket. I cannot go out in the city to go to the gym, you know? So I think yeah. a part of this problem will be solved in a matter of weeks, the most. Now, uh, the people who literally have their own gyms, good for them. I, I understand your frustration. I just said that, you know, I don't think this is productive to, to think about because this is the whole, you know, goes back to that comparison, the Thief of Joy um, yeah. quote. Like, for example... I am very fortunate that I have, I have these dumbbells. Like most people don't even have these sorts of like I I wasn't really forced to do anything major. Like, do I enjoy having to do a bunch of dumbbell rows, which I honestly never really do in the gym? Not really. Do I enjoy having my lower back be constantly sore? Not really. <laughs> but is it still very, very efficient and productive and far better than most people can get access to? Yes. So, you know, in that sense, it's just really not a productive use of uh, of our mental energy, I think. But I can definitely understand why you would feel that way. I mean, I am jealous of them. I am f frustrated that I am stuck in this small apartment and that I, you know, I don't have a car, for example. And I, if I had a car, maybe I would have gone home and I, you know... I would at home I would have the space to train and uh, and all that but I would have needed a car to bring all the equipment home I would have needed a car to then come to the city and actually buy some some supplies and food and stuff because there is nothing really in that small village but also you know but anyway so my point is there's always someone who has it better than you and I think this is the latest example of that so I, i'm not judging you i'm just saying that it's not really productive I, i'm sure you know this as well it's just yeah yeah one other thing just kind of interesting is um the difficult thing about this beyond the uncertainty and kind of the fearful thoughts of how long is this going to last is the way we deal with difficult situations usually is we have these escape mechanisms so the gym is one form of that and for example, for me, I think for you as well is a sport, so watching football games, for example, and mm, MMA for me. Yeah, and now we have none of those things. So you know, all the football leagues are are canceled. I watch handball; that is canceled as well. And all these things that could distract you from um, something that is otherwise kind of stressing you out, you don't have those. So you kind of have to find replacement activities. Uh, I've been just. Uh, watching through the Harry Potter movie series, which cause I actually haven't seen them before. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. I've seen the first one, and I think I saw the third and the fifth, but that was like, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, so I didn't even remember them. But um, but yeah, so that's kind of a, a tough thing. And, and honestly, one thing, so comparison is the thief of joy, but at the same time, knowing that you're not alone, that can really help sometimes. And Honestly, one thing that's been really encouraging for me is seeing all these athletes that I'm following on Instagram, for example, football players, handball players, just seeing them doing these bullshit home workouts, um, which are even less productive than mine because they have no idea how to do a proper squat or a push-up even or something. They are just like fluffing around. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's It's been actually really encouraging for me that, wow, all these beasts are doing these things. I mean, obviously some of them have probably like really awesome ho home gyms, but many of them don't actually. And that, that's been something that encouraged me. Um, yeah, just a random comment. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what, one thing mm -hmm. I hate and I actually commented on is uh, there is this whole Romanian attitude, basically the, the English way of saying it is beggars can be choosers, but it seems to me that in Romania, everyone who is a beggar is also a chooser. Like, what kills me is, like I said, we have, now we have the people in my city have the option to rent some some equipment. Now, they can be, you know, they can go really expensive, well, relatively speaking, expensive. They can uh, rent a bench and bars and plates and three sets of dumbbells. So basically have everything you need, or you can go as cheap as only 
two pairs of dumbbells. This is the cheapest option to put in because, you know, I figured if you have a smaller pair of dumbbells and you have a bigger pair, then you can pretty much do most of the stuff that you would need to do. And I have some friends who literally have 15,000 euro cars who have been complaining, oh my God, I don't know what to do at home. I don't have anything to train with. You know, I, I'm not feeling like training at home. Oh my God, what am I going to do in three months? I'm going to lose all my gains. And that's the shit that really just, it makes me want to choke them. Like, first of all, shut the fuck up. If you're complaining about losing your gains and you're not doing anything, you're just an idiot. And second of all, you have a fucking 15,000 euro car. Surely you can afford as well to pay like, 50 euros per month or 25 euros to get some dumbbells. If you can't, you're again an idiot because you obviously can't really afford having that expensive of a car. But second of all, like if you don't want to invest money, that's awesome. But then again, don't complain and shut the fuck up and do your body weight stuff. If that bores you, there's the option of renting or buying some stuff. Like, you know, this is what annoys me. Like if someone says, listen, I'm at home. I don't feel like training. I don't want to fuck around with this bullshit. I'm fine. I just watch Netflix all day. God bless you. I don't care. Like, I'm I'm no one's friend or whatever. I'm no one's brother. I'm no one's father for me to be emotionally invested in their success or their health or whatever. But when I see people, you know, give me these messages like, oh my God, what am I going to do? When is the gym going to open? I'm like, I don't know. Do something at home. But I don't feel like doing yeah. anything. Well, then shut the fuck up. What What do you want me to do? <laughs> like, it's uh, you accommodate to whatever your baseline is. You will kind of accommodate your level of suffering and your level of joy to that as well. If you allow me, just one final rant on this. Like, listen, if you are really serious about um, training or whatever your fitness and physique goals and all that stuff. You can and probably should invest some money in this time period. Like you probably should have done it a couple of weeks ago. But even now, like I said, you can probably buy some dumbbells. And I, w- I agree with Mike, with Mike Israel. He said in, in the podcast that he thinks that people should buy dumbbells, not bands. And I agree, like bands are a pain in the ass. Like some exercises you can do with them. But man, the amount of stuff, like the owner, for example, just wanted to put a bar in every every package. And I was like... Dumbbells are much more versatile. Everything you can do with a bar, you can do with dumbbells, but not everything that you can do with dumbbells, you can do with a bar. Like, you know, it only goes in one way, in one, it's not a bi directional thing. So, the bare minimum or the first thing you should get is some dumbbells. Now, if you can get adjustable dumbbells, that's perfect, but if not, two pairs of dumbbells is gonna get you a long way, and you will have to use your head. If you're not willing to do that, awesome, but then you cannot go out and say that your physique is a priority. You cannot reasonably say that your health is a priority, you know? This is like people who say, I want to lose weight, but they are not willing to change their dietary behaviors at all. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, um, if you have, if you have dumbbells and enough weight plates, I mean, honestly, I struggle to see what it is that you could not train effectively. Um, only some pulling movements could be a bit more challenging. But um, yeah, I mean, if, if you have 100 kilos worth of weights at home, I mean, really, like basically even the muscle groups that are otherwise more challenging, like the quads mm-hmm. and hamstrings, you can train them just fine. So um, yeah, yeah. And what you said, I would like hamstrings are probably, I agree that hamstrings are probably the most challenging in a sense um muscle group to do because if you're let's say you don't really have dumbbells um maybe you're not strong enough to do nordic hamstring curls if you're alone you don't even have someone to help you with those so you know it really can be a pain in the ass like ham nordics i haven't tried i have to try them because hamstrings are just one group which i would do single like deadlifts but like i said my lower back is just shot and i I still haven't decided where to put them so I can, you know, have some recovery. Um, so I need to find a way. I don't really have a decline bench. So that's what I'm saying that I should have brought a, a bench because uh, then I would be able to do some uh, dumbbell lackers, which are not ideal, but, you know, yeah, it is what it is. It's better than nothing. Yeah, for, for hamstrings, bands can actually be useful. Um so you could actually just hook them up somewhere and you could try doing some seated leg curls 
or even lying. It's a bit awkward. Um, mm. Yeah, no, I know. I tried, but I tried putting it against the bed, but I pretty much started dragging it around. <laughs> so I, I literally... Yeah, I mean, just put the... Just put the your dumbbell on top of the bed, and then maybe it's gonna stay in place. Yeah, that's literally something I haven't figured out yet. I I try to do Nordic hamstring curls. If I be able to do those, then that's probably gonna be far more productive than any banded stuff. I, I've been experimenting with these standing uh, leg curls. You know, we just like as if you were doing you know one of those standing single uh, leg machines. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just a pain in the ass, and it's really weird because in the contraction where you're weakest, it's just really, really hard. And then once you get, you know, you start getting stronger, the band tension is getting lesser and lesser. So it's just, like I said, bands are a bit. Yeah. They work for triceps, for example. So triceps extensions are really cool to do with bands, but uh, for like back, it's terrible. Um, deadlifts, of course, terrible <laughs> for, I mean, for hamstrings, um, for chest, I guess it works okay on the lockout, but when you're down on the stretch position, there's really, really, really no, no tension. So yeah, it's iffy. Yeah, it is. Um, cool. So, um, I think we pretty much exhausted what we wanted to talk about. Um, so is there any kind of a final message that uh, we should share with the listeners? I don't know. I figure maybe we can give some training advice, like actual stuff aside from, you know, invest as much as possible. Yeah, that is an actual advice. Like invest as much as you can. Like if you can invest into dumbbells and whatever, if you have, you know, a hundred bucks or something, you know, use it because, you know, this might last for a while or maybe this month you can invest a certain amount, next month a certain amount. You know, do it incrementally, but, you know, try to get something because it will be easier. Um, yeah. But if yeah, you can't... Yeah, I mean, um, I would not go off of the mindset that I won't even bother buying something because gyms will open soon and I won't be able to use them anymore. Worst case scenario, yeah, you will have them and who knows, maybe one... Maybe a couple of years down the line, this will happen again. Hopefully not, but who knows? Like anytime you, you know, you'll, you have some use utility or whatever need for them, you will be able to use them. But I would go in with the mindset that this is something that's going to last potentially months, like three months minimum. Like if you're okay with losing gains for three months by saying, you know, that I won't even bother with body weight stuff, then cool. But if you're not, then first thing would be to invest as much as you can. Like, for example, I just bought some push-up uh, handles. It's very five bucks. It's not expensive, but it's doing push-ups on your hands is just a pain in the ass, especially with bands. that the, I just find it very uncomfortable on your wrists, especially with strong bands. You know, so those handles are very, very comfortable. So that would be the first thing. And then, given what you have, try a way to make it challenging. Like, You'll have to throw out the usual, you know, 8 to 12 reps, moderately fast speed stuff. It's not going to be sufficient, especially if you don't have weights. Like, yes, I can do dumbbell rows and I can do sets of 6 if I want to, because I won't be able to row 70 kilos. (laughs) But if you're stuck with, like, I don't know, 5 kilo dumbbell and a 15 kilo dumbbell, you might have to do, you know, rest pauses, use your head, use very slow tempo, use isometrics, use um, myo reps, use um, very short rest periods. Again, find a way to bring yourself closer to failure with the limited equipment that you do have. Use exercise variations that are harder. Like Abel said, use the uh, hex squat against the door Use feet elevated push-ups if regular push-ups are too easy. If you can still go out to a place nearby you, find some place and hang up, or whatever, don't hang up yourself. I mean, hang off of and do some pull-ups. Mm. <laughs> um, what else? Nordics are very good for hamstrings. For lateral raises, actually bends work very well in addition to dumbbells. Like I wouldn't just do bends because, you know, those only overload really the top. But given that dumbbells suck at, uh, uh, you know, dumbbells pretty much limit you and get into that range. If you use heavy enough dumbbells, of course, you can do what I did yesterday, which is, you know, do a extend the set, basically do a superset for the same muscle group. 
So you know, you can find ways to 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 work around things. But of course, the more equipment you have, the better. So even something as you know, a couple of pairs of dumbbells can get you far. And it's like Mike said, if you cannot afford two pairs of dumbbells, if you don't have a hundred bucks to spare, you have probably bigger things to worry about than your fitness and your physique right now. You know, so of course, I'm not saying to buy $3,000 worth of equipment. I understand that's not something you can just, you know, invest anyone just invest right away. But 50 bucks, 60 bucks, see if you have a friend who has some weights and doesn't use them. I've seen this on Facebook. Someone posted, hey, do you, does anyone have some uh, a rack or something that they don't use? And someone was like, well, I have two. There is this small one I don't use. You can take it for free. A squat rack for free it's one of those you know the rogue mono whatever it's called the small ones that only comes from the wall or whatever i don't know how to explain but basically a half rack it's not a usual full-size squat rack but someone basically had a full-size squat rack and he was like i don't really have any use for this rack here you can take it for free ask on facebook maybe some friends you know maybe they have some stuff they don't use find some something to do like <laughs> Because you know what's you know what's going to happen is like I just noticed this days are passing by so fast, and hopefully before we know it, it's gonna be June, July, and it's gonna be three, four months have gone by, and you look down on your body and you look in the mirror and I'm like, why haven't I done something? Like you know, regret is really poison, and <laughs> don't you know don't find yourself in that in that position three, four, four months down the line just start doing something to bare minimum and uh, it's gonna go a long way yeah and and uh, one thing that people don't necessarily think about i think is you don't just do workouts to keep your gains necessarily because you know you can reason with all the muscle memory stuff and you will probably be correct you can reason with the fact that this is even if you didn't train for three months you will get it back fast that's all true but you don't just train for the physical benefits I mean, you're locked in, you have a lot of stress to deal with, things outside of your control, you also train for your mental well-being. I mean, I I did this workout, which I'm still kind of figuring out, it wasn't perfect, you know, it's going to get better over time, but I just felt so much better afterwards. While I was doing it, I felt like, man, I'm making it work, it, it, it felt so great, uh, just mentally. So, you know, do things... Do things that make you feel like you're in control of things. Do things that make you feel empowered. Not to mention that there are also actual physical kind of relationships between how exercise improves your mood and all of those things. So just for that thing alone, even if your workout workouts were guaranteed to be suboptimal, even then I think you should be doing them because you will feel better. So just keep that in mind as well. Mm. Yeah, 1 million percent and... Uh... I didn't want to touch on the diet stuff because uh, that's something I would like to do another separate episode on because it, it yeah. deserves its own episode. But exercise regulates your appetite and the people who, I, you know, I, I'm seeing the memes of people, you know, just mindlessly eating and, you know, me going to the fridge for the 15th time in the same day or me going to the fridge after I've checked it 10 minutes ago and that sort of stuff. Exercise will help with that, of course, and also Exercise um, will help you with your immunity, which is not going to protect you from the virus if you do get it, but it's for sure as hell is going to help you with recovery and, you know, not developing um, very severe symptoms. And it's for sure not gonna not gonna harm you um, in that regard. Now, of course, I'm not saying to or we are not saying to overtrain and do five hours a day, but we are saying you know there's a a bell curve and there is a sweet spot there so even if you do three workouts per week it's still far yeah. better than nothing and just go on a walk if time if weather permits it you should because it's starting to get nicer um yeah. if you know the government as far as i know every government allows for a walk a day like it's just unreasonable to not let people go out for 30 minutes I mean, if if you if you are not allowed to go out, shit, borrow someone's dog. I literally told my neighbor <laughs> that. Listen, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say if the if the if the government doesn't allow us, I will borrow your dog and I will I will walk her. <laughs> Seriously, find a way to, especially like Iber said, you know, with the stress and the frustration, 
if you're alone and you don't even have, you know, a girlfriend, a wife to, <clears throat> you know, relieve some tension and stuff, man, it's going to be a rough three to four months. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, really, anytime you can, you know, be outside uh, without, you know, being around too many people, if you can go for walks, I mean, use that opportunity for sure. Um, just just try to clear your head. Um, you know, I, I, I remember when I was, you know, 21 or so, 2021, and in my first year of college, I was in the Netherlands and whatever, long story, didn't quite find my place there. And I kind of hit a period of pretty much deep depression for three, four months. And I barely left my room. Uh, I was just complete self-destruction. And I always remembered that when I went home to visit the family, and we were living next to this big field and some forests and stuff, and I went out for my dog for a long walk, and I was just walking around, it literally felt like an injection of antidepressants or something. And when I went back, I was almost like a different person afterwards. So really be outside, try to get some sunlight, don't go around a lot of people, obviously. Try not to get infected or infect other people if you have it and you don't know about it. But um, just just try to move and try to just spend your days productively, which obviously includes exercise. Um, but really... <sighs> Some people are more susceptible to this than others, but it's so easy to kind of just let the shit kind of swallow you. And it's really easy to just slip into a period of complete self-destruction and shitty mood, which just spirals into a depressive period even potentially. It's just, But it's pretty easy to avoid this as well. Just um, you have to be a bit more intentional about it. So that, that would be kind of my message. Yep. Yep. And uh, that's probably a good way to end. Um, I forgot to share the results, but I posted a poll on Instagram yesterday that people, you know, the overwhelming reaction has been that they would like us to do some Instagram lives as well. So oh, yeah. probably would be a good idea for uh, people to follow us on there and we can do, you know, join us. Maybe we can, I don't know, maybe Friday or something like that. We could do this. And if there is a demand, I'm more than happy to do these 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 episodes weekly, bi-weekly, whatever. Um, definitely, um, I think we we can definitely use some, you know, yeah. some chat and talk and express our feelings. And I'm sure that if we are feeling a certain way, there is probably more people who feel the same way. So maybe this helps provide some comfort and reassurance and that sort of stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, some people might say that some of the stuff we said here or weren't that useful or this and that, but guys, what the fuck are you going to do except for listening to this <laughs> with all the free time you have? So, <laughs> Seriously. Um, yeah, man, uh, let's wrap it up here because I can still go out for another hour and 20 minutes until the police hour. <laughs> same, same, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll go for a walk now. Uh, but yeah, it was good chatting with you and uh, then, yeah, we will talk soon. So that was episode 45 of the Muscle Engineer Podcast with Albert Chaboy. Hope you enjoyed it and you find some entertainment value uh, through these uh, difficult and uh, unprecedented times. We do plan on doing these on a semi-regular basis. However, the next episode will be a more traditional interview form and it will be on a topic that I'm sure many will find it uh, relevant and uh, very interesting during this time period. So make sure you Check that out as well when it comes out in a couple of days. Until then, stay safe and may your gains be loyal.